0: Who's family electric Ghost this episode is Peg Talks Up Electro Funk Love, Salt in Your Wounds. Now this song uh, is another experimental jam using our hardware workflow, which we've been big um, proponents of. So what that means is we use digital and analog synths, digital synths like the OPZ from Teenage Engineering, um, analog synths like the Moog Mother 32 and Moog DFAM and Arturia Main Brute 2S. We use EuroRack solutions like the MAPS utility module for make noise in the MAPS, um, Morphogene sampler, as well as hardware mixers like Yamaha mixers, Roland um, performance mixers, and Zoom hardware digital recorders that record directly to WAV file, 24 bit, 48 megahertz audio. So what we were able to do is record directly from the hardware sense as we get musical ideas. And when you have URL racks or analog sense, you can do what Nick Bat talks about is playing the filter. So if you have a Moog, and you play the ladder filter as you record it, which also means you might play with the envelopes, you might play with the LFO, you might play with, um, you know, the pitch, you might do a lot of different things, you might change how the controlled voltage um, workflow of the synth is, and do it in real time, and so you get what we call sound paintings, or Hendrix called sound paintings, when he talked about Electric Ladyland, so you get these um, sonic experiences, that we also call strange modulation or expansive sound. So this particular song started with us modulating another 32 with the mass utility module, which adds like another LFO, can add up to two LFOs, which are low frequency oscillator, which can cause looping type um, uh, segments, or, uh, you know, and so that basically gives you like a clip but an analog clip instead of using a DAW. You use the analog synth to create these analog loops or clips. So we started with that. Then we used the, the Moog DFAM to draw from another mother to create um, percussive um, loop. And then the Arteria Mabro 2S has a looping envelope and it has two LFOs and it has a sequencer that's very powerful. Uh, so we built another uh, sequence, percussive sequence. Then there's a third percussive sequence using the JDXI from Roland, which has five parts, which is similar to what they've done with the Jupiter XM and Jupiter X. And so what we did there is we extend the four-part drum part uh, which is somewhat limiting, and extend it with a BeatStep Pro, which allows us to do chain patterns and to also use that sequencer, which is a three-line sequencer. We can do three lines of sequencing at once. We use that to create 16-step patterns that can be chained together. And it can also be manipulated in real time. So we can add swing, we can take swing off, we can add randomness, we can do uh, all kinds of... Um, uh, probability controls, and then we can actually change the patterns in real time, what steps they kick off on, and introduce new patterns in real time, and also do uh, improvisational roles and uh, other things that we can do that add uh, some variability and some kind of live feel to the recording. So this particular song, Josephine Electric, courtesy of the Roland VT-4, it's my voice being... Uh, pitched to like a soprano level. Um, so she's talking about this whole idea that um, her lover and her are in this kind of dysfunctional relationship, this codependent relationship, and kind of putting salt in open psychic wounds. And um, and then she's talking about how they, she's got so much funk she's going to blow off the roof, which is a, a reference to one of our favorite bands, Parliament Funkadelic. And Bernie Worrell was a master of the Moog and you know, every other keyboard, Hammond organ, everything in between. Um, so we're inspired by bands like that and Sun Ra and uh, Rick Wakeman from Yes. And, and of course, Prince, and he did amazing work with the Mini Moog and the Prophet 5 and also the D50 on Love Sexy. Um, so we, uh, we just wanted to kind of come up with this jam. And it's, there's a lot to it, um, but we only probably used four tracks on the on the actual um, Zoom R24 because sometimes what we're able to do is because we have all these capabilities from our Euro rack, we get multiple channels and we mix them at, le- at like what we think are the right levels on our MX1 performance mixer, which allows us to change the levels of the inputs coming in through USB audio and quarter interline. And also eighth of an inch line for the OPZ from teenage, teenage engineering. So once we have that mix, we can take the monophonic signal going into the MX1 and make it into a stereo signal that we then bring into our Yamaha mixer. We play with the gain and in the compression, and uh, add some effects there as well. But before even that, we have a Pittsburgh four x two mixer that allows us to take VCA signals from the Eurorack and actually level them out before they even hit the MX one. And then it ends up going from the Yamaha into the Zoom R24 where we record it and it gets another level of a mix. Then we bring it to either Beautiful Audio or Landar and master it there and then we send it to Bentley Records and they engineer it professionally from our initial uh, attempts at mastering using this workflow. And we've been published uh, for the last year uh, through Bentley Records and also through Mojo Head Records, and so this has been working out pretty good. And we've you got this podcast; we've got over twenty, almost twenty-two thousand listeners here. We've got over eighty thousand listens on SoundCloud, and we interview bands from all over the world. And uh, we're going to be interviewing some bands before the end of the year, which is you know probably three bands before the end of the year. Uh, and we're going to bring Antivest back on on we on again. We talked to her before. She has some amazing stuff on SoundCloud. Go check it out. She's a DJ and uh she's a art no, not exactly. A DJ. She's an electronic musician kind of punk aesthetic, riot girl vibe. Um pretty interesting cool stuff that she does. Um, plays guitar and does some really interesting stuff well, electronically and sonically and acoustically. So check her out. We did an interview with her. You can see it on our Anchor FM or Spotify, which all of our podcasts are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Radio Public and several other ones, Overcast. There's too many to name. We're on 11 different platforms. So if you like what we're doing, please subscribe to the channel. Become a supporter of us on Anchor FM. You can support us at 99 cents, um, $499.99. 499 dollars You could always just support us for a month and then drop off. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we're working on some product reviews we're hoping to get. An interesting scent that we just looked up <clears throat> that is coming out from Behringer, which we've kind of been critical of, but it looks like here what they've done is they did a straight copy of a Mini Model D and now they have a Poly D, which is kind of like a misnomer because it's actually a paraffinic. D. It, instead of three oscillators it's four oscillators and I think it has two LFOs a simple LFO, LFO and another LFO um, I don't know if the fourth oscillator can become an LFO I was trying to look at that um, but it's paraphonic so you can play four uh, note chords on it it's actually got the stereo chords from the Juno 60 which is pretty interesting which is an analog stereo chorus Um, it's got a keyboard on it and it's got the same form as a model D where the the panel that has all the controls can lift at different angles and it or lie flat. So it's very interesting. I'm not sure if it has CV. I've been looking at the back. It looks like it has some CV control, but it doesn't say it's CV. So I'm kind of wondering what it is. Um, and, uh, it just looks like an interesting set. It seems to be, you know, because it's paraphonic, it's got four oscillators, kind of getting into matriarch territory, but it's not as powerful as a matriarch. I think matriarch is a lot more powerful. So we've been trying to save toward a matriarch, and now this comes out, and we're kind of like torn. because We've always wanted a, a mini-move Model D. It's just, it, you know, it's really a lead instrument. It's a bass-heavy instrument. You can do a lot of cool things where they listen to Parliament Funkadelic. You can... Hear like all the genesis of like modern hip hop was done with that machine. Um, so it's very useful for what you can do with it. Keith Emerson used it, Rick Wakeman on Yes to be here. Any of the Yes create albums like Fragile, Closer to the Edge, you can hear that machine on it. Um, so yeah, and even like Lucky Man from Emerson, Lake and Palmer, you can hear it. Um, so we're very excited about the stuff we've been working on wondering if we should get this uh poly d if you have any thoughts about that let's send us a voice memo what your opinions are we'd like to know your opinion between the poly d and the matriarch and maybe even the grandmother i think the grandmother has a lot more heft now i know it's only monophonic but a monophonic moog sometimes can cut through so heavy it could probably even it can kick out a paraphonic scent and the thing about the grandmother and the matriarch it's kind of like uh Moog realized their patent for the Model D was done. So they came up with a new way, a new age version of the Mini Moogs. And the grandmother and the matriarch have some characteristics that some people think might be even more enticing than the Mini Moog in that they've got the CP3 mixer, they've got um, a lot of the classic modules from the modular Moogs that you would never be be able to get. Um, And some of these The 911, 909 um, VCAs and filters, they are very significant. So, um, that in itself, uh, you know, with the CP3 mixer alone and then the spring reverb and then the digital, um, we're not doing the analog um, delay that's on the matriarch, um, are very significant. And uh, and, and I've listened to Loop Pops and Sonic State's review of of this uh, Poly-D. And I would say, you know, after listening to, to to the the grandmother and the Matriarch demos, it seems like the grandmother and the Matriarch have a little more heft. It just seems that they do. And uh, you can maybe argue that point uh, and say, well, you know, you want to try the Baron because it's cheaper, Ian. Yeah. I'm, I'm enticed by the fact that it's probably going to be $600, perhaps. We don't know for sure i got to call into Sweetwater to find out. They don't know yet, so I'll let you know when I know. But we'll talk to you later. Hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks, and have a good Thanksgiving.
1: Take compression Take care of your depression